Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Where Is This Going, a podcast about artists you may not know yet, but hopefully will soon grow to appreciate at the very least. Uh, we're going to start doing these intros before the podcast starts because then we can just get into the conversation and feel like it's natural. And this way I can set up the episode and uh, you guys can know who I'm talking to before we just get into conversation. And it's not all awkward on the podcast. Anywho. Um, on the podcast today is Mary Carpenter. Uh, Mary is a good friend from preschool or kindergarten days, uh, but she is a wonderfully talented artist. Uh, she has a display of her art series up at the Eastern Kill Distillery right now. We don't know when it will come down. We just know it will be up there through April, so might as well get this podcast out quick. Um Mary graduated from GVSU. She went, or no, graduated from Hope or G. She went to college and is now uh, doing some teaching, art teaching, which I guess is the goal for artists uh, is to teach others to art. Um, we have a great conversation. It's a great time. And you can follow Mary's uh, creative aspirations, creative journey at the creative at creative underground underscore and yeah you can follow me on instagram and twitter at the underscore 100 miles you can follow the pod on instagram at where is this going pod and on twitter at where is this gopo and please tell your friends about the podcast tell your friends about mary great artist tell your friends about all the artists we have on and enjoy the episode with her new display well not so new anymore but her soon to end display at the Eastern Kill Distillery we have in the studio Miss Mary Catherine Carpenter. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great, Hunter. It's you, so good to see you. Do you still go by Mary Catherine? I think you are probably the, one of the only people that calls me that. Okay. So well, Mary is good. Uh well. Mary Catherine's also fine. I was going to say we'll go by birth name. <laughs> okay. Please welcome Mary Catherine. Uh you can follow her artistic endeavors at Creative Underground underscore on Instagram, correct? Yes, that is correct. Cool. Awesome. Hey, Mayor. Hey. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, it's Sunday. I don't know if I'm supposed to say <laughs> what day it is. Uh, we are actually pretty secretive on this <laughs> oh, podcast. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, well, of all the things we disclose, that is one thing we do not. Oh, well. It's also snowing, which is odd in I March. I know. But also Michigan is fucking weird. Yeah. And always does stuff like that to us, so... I'm yeah. not shocked by it. Yeah, you shouldn't be. Um, so, Mary is an um, you're an artist of paint, mostly. What do you, what do you work with? I don't know how to describe people who aren't like comedians or musicians. So you can go ahead. Yeah, I mean it's kind of <laughs> tough to pick just one thing. Like right. I like lots of things, but I definitely think painting is not only my favorite but the easiest to do like, in my current situation at right. home. So, mostly I paint, yes. Yeah. I also draw, and I like clay and stuff like that. But You like clay, but do you use it? Not currently. <laughs> I wish I did. I wish I could have a little pottery studio in my house, right. but that's a little bit above my pay grade, you know. <laughs> Your pay grade as a part-time teacher, full-time teacher? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, because of COVID, yeah. I lost my full-time teaching job. Hashtag um, sad. My job was just like eliminated. Oh yeah, so. you know it was already on the uh, on the edges of the budget pushback. So yeah. arts are usually the first to get cut. Yeah. So yeah, I was an art teacher. Now I'm just subbing right now. Right. I had a long term subbing job. I actually love it. Mm -hmm. It's definitely is it art that it, you're subbing for? It's not art. It's just not. catch all. It yeah. I mean, I'm working at a school where it's K through eighth grade, mm -hmm. and so. For three months, I did uh, middle school math, which was really, nice. really weird because that's, that's not my, my comfort zone. <laughs> I think we had classes in middle school math together, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. Did you have Mr. Stevens with me or no? I think I did. Yeah, I had because Mrs. you broke Wheeler. your leg. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, I did. And we talked about that in class, how you yeah. broke your leg ice skating. Yeah. Did you have Mrs. Wheeler? Yes. She's still there. I looked at the website. She's still there. <laughs> I checked. Uh, I checked the website I for our school. Uh, yeah, shout out Cityside Middle School, Zealand, Michigan. Uh, great time. Great, great time. time. Not really. No. I hated middle school, but it was cool. Um, 
I don't. Why are we? Why are we talking about middle school? I don't care. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, because you're now. Does it bring back any middle school memories? Like being. Oh yeah. Teaching middle oh, schoolers. Yeah. It's weird because. I think middle school is actually my favorite grade to teach, or my favorite age to teach. Yeah. Which most people do not say that because middle I, school is a lot. When I was doing uh, youth ministry, like middle schoolers were also my favorite to yeah. mentor or just be around. Yeah. Because I was also like tutoring through um, like the anchor and stuff like that, doing mm-hmm. tutoring and mentoring. And I love middle schoolers because they're like still little assholes, but you can still blame it on like, them being dumb or like or society or their parents yeah or their parents right they're just they're ignorant and that's okay for now yeah and so yeah they have uh they have an out but you can they still have a personality that you can blame them for yeah and And you can even have like a real conversation with them that's what i like is they're old enough to have a conversation about real life things right as like a fifth grader like uh, they're kind of not quite there yet i mean you can still talk to them but not about like just not there yet mentally you know well they're just not mature enough to have certain conversations about certain topics or like formed opinions on yeah things in life oh my god you have no idea (laughs) (laughs) you have no idea well yeah you're right i do my best to stay away from elementary age children so yeah they're cute kudos on me i think yeah you need to chill um (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot going on uh in the news i think you're unaware but oh probably (laughs) Would you say that being an art teacher was a goal of yours as an artist? Oh, yeah. I mean, that I was think... A weird emphasis I put on the word artist. I just have to acknowledge that. Sorry, go That's on. okay. That's all right. I mean, yeah, it's weird when you are an artist. For me, I don't think I really came into my own as an artist until college. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, when you go to college, you're supposed to have some sort of like, oh, I want to do this. Right. Some kind of plan. Right. And I mean, my mom's a teacher, so I had that in my life. And a lot of our friends are, you know, in the ed- education field. Right. And I mean, come on, Mrs. Osink in high school. Like, Shout out. R.I.P. I, I know. Mm. So sad. Rest but, in peace, Marty Osink. A great art teacher that I never had. You never had her? No, I was in her classroom very often, though. I never yeah, had her I as a teacher. I remember that. I remember that. I just, I would skip band and go, go hang, hang out. Go hang out with, Jake, were you in that painting class that I would hang out in? No, because I was in band. Oh, fuck, that's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I would go hang out in a, a painting class with um, Nathan Coles and Zach Quigley for a while. I remember It was a good too. time. Um, no, I mean, I also, I also had seminar and Quigley and them would be in Freeze's room. Wasn't she? Yeah. Weren't they? Yeah. But I was in Austin's room for <laughs> seminar. This is. There are a lot of fun people in Riveting room, stories right now. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, she was, she was great. <laughs> right. And like, I don't necessarily agree with her teaching style at this point in my life, but mm-hmm. I really enjoyed art classes. Like you can be. A lot more free, mm-hmm. you know, and I think school is a really tough, like rigid environment. Uh, yeah, and it's a a place where you don't get to express a lot of freedom. Yeah, usually. exactly, exactly. And you don't have to be good at it to necessarily enjoy it. That's what I like. Well, I was not good at it at all, and I really didn't enjoy art class. And I have That's to, fair. I have to say that may have played a part. Yeah. Is uh, my lack of skill, but you seem to have been inspired by at least one teacher or two uh, mm-hmm. with your mother included. Yeah. Um, who has inspired you as an artist, I guess? Um, more than teachers, I, I suppose. Are there any notable, um, notable inspirations or artists that you've seen over the years that you've kind of like tracked? Yeah, I mean, I, I love Instagram. I think Instagram <laughs> is a really great way to access art because mm-hmm. i think especially in college like you for me i was in a lot of art classes so right. you there are other artists hope college and yeah. w- and gv did yeah. you graduate from gv no so i started at grand valley oh, okay. i did my freshman year there that's right then i transferred to hope this episode of where is this going is brought to you by off the grid Friends of the podcast, and now their doors are open at 2863 West Shore Drive, apartment 114. Uh, House of the Vintage and Handcrafted, created in secret, off the grid, has everything you need to get away. 
uh, get away from your old style, get away from your old pieces, uh, and just get off the grid. Off the Grid offers beautiful glass pieces like this and also a curated style of uh, vintage clothing to, like I said, get you away from your old style and get you something new. Uh, check them out at, once again, 2863 West Shore Drive, apartment 114, open Monday through Saturday, uh, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And if you mention the podcast, you can get 10% off of any glass or merchandise. So check them out. Alex and Bruce, great guys. Tell them we sent you. One last note before we go. Uh, we accidentally miscredit an artist uh, on Instagram that Mary says inspires her. Uh, we say that it's at, sorry, not sorry art, but the actual handle on Instagram is at not underscore sorry underscore art. Sorry about the confusion there. You seem super happy. There's about a lot it. of things that of... go along with that. Oh, we know. But... Why. I mean, I know why, but yeah. we don't have to get into that. Yeah, we don't. But just no men were involved. But oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> um, but did you prefer Hope over GV or? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I. In the end, it seemed to be a good choice. Then. Yeah, it totally worked out. I mean, I always wanted to go there originally, mm -hmm. but then I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. My dad was like, why do you spend so much money on college when exactly. you don't know what you want? You're not going to go to a private college with no plan. Right, exactly. So went to Grand Valley, yeah. hated it. Know lots of people that love it. <laughs> I'll go it. to a public university with no plan, though. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. And commute there in the winter and almost die on my yeah. way to class. <laughs> Just me. And uh, what, are you, what are you going to pursue? I, I don't know. I'm just going to take my gen eds, make take no my, friends. It's I was going to say, take my gen eds and get day drunk. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Sleep in the library if I have to. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so I transferred to Hope. I actually really enjoyed Hope's art department. I think mm -hmm. they do a really good job of inspiring young people. Right. Because art's one of those things where it's like, you know, like, the really old art. Like, you go to the art museum, you see those, like, very, like, static like portraits. Classic, it's, yeah. yeah, like, classic art, like, medieval-type things. Right. And then you see the things that are just, like, two canvases that are, like, one color, and they're like, why is this art? You yeah. Know? And they teach you a lot about that. Mm -hmm. So, honestly, art history kind of, like, sparked a lot in me because I didn't know a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I really think that... uh I mean, I've followed a lot of artists on Instagram. That's what right. I was going to say oh, earlier. Yeah. Sorry to derail you. No, that's okay. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Um, but Instagram's a really good way to expose yourself to artists. I mean, I love the Explore page on Instagram. Mm. Like, I just scroll and... See, the only thing that pops up on my Explore pages now is... Uh, pages? My Explore page is, like, lacrosse videos. And I don't follow any lacrosse... But do you watch thing. the videos? Only on Explore, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, hell yeah. Well, it's, it's an algorithm. They you, they pick that purposely. And <laughs> lacrosse videos are purely harmless. And they're pure. And yeah. they have no agenda. And you know what? It always feels good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are some things that l scare me a little bit on my Explore page. Uh, things that, please, you know, like I've you old. don't <laughs> want to watch, but you do anyways. Like pimple popper type things? or Those those make me uncomfortable, so no. Yeah, not as, as do. But you kind of do want to watch it, though. Yeah, no, do. they make my girlfriend very uncomfortable. She is visibly cringing right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just at the mention. Yeah, they're definitely uh, scary. Um, or, like, TikTok. Like, I fucking hate TikTok. I'm sorry. Likewise. It's just really this, disturbing. But this is the generation that you're trying to impact. Exactly. That's what's <laughs> wrong with it. Do you know that they found out a way to saw plastic chairs with mask strings? Like, disposable mask strings. They saw sawed a chair in half. Do they do this in your school? Yes. <laughs> and they found the video on TikTok. Can you believe that? But I'm guessing it's just friction. with. Why do you have plastic chairs? What kind of plastic chairs? You know the ones that are like like that pebbled plastic and they're like they scoop like this and they've got like the three spaces where yeah. the back goes. Yep. They're like that. Yeah, classic school chairs or like yeah. your youth group uh gymnasium. Yeah. Like I feel like they're pretty standard. Yeah. So they're just sawing those chairs, like the backs yeah, of them. Yeah, it's just or like the legs back and forth, like moving of the string. It must well, yeah, be. Well, yeah, we like know how friction works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like how people saw out of jail, you know, with yeah, the bars. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. 
I'm kidding. I don't. I've never done that. <laughs> but yeah. So you're saying TikTok is ruining America. I. Or, yeah, I sorry. just think it's ridiculous. And like these the girls that get famous for like doing a slutty dance. I'm like, good for you, bro. Good. I'm like, here I am with no money, and you're selling your body on TikTok. It's fine. No. Do you think maybe she's trying to inspire you? To sell my body? I don't know. She, maybe she's trying to put her inspiration out there, nah, too. Nah, nah. I just don't know what parents be like, yeah, you go do that in yeah. your belly shirt. It's hard It's hard to support. Thong bikini. Like, I don't <laughs> understand. Your disdain for uh, the generation's, or I guess society's, um, I don't understand either why uh, society is idolizing teenagers like this who are yeah just putting themselves out there exposing themselves now i definitely sound like a dad but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's basically they're not just exposing their bodies they're exposing their trauma and their poor childhood um and their parents but they're putting that out there and it's being praised which i mean that's what i'm trying to do just with my clothes on uh and my words yeah, but I mean, I feel like the audience is just so different. Like, do you remember when we got iPads in high school and that was like a huge thing? Yes. Like, people were all of a sudden on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. Yes, I got suspended from a couple baseball games because of using uh, that iPad for Twitter mm-hmm. uh, in school. And yeah. maybe some disparaging comments about some of my teachers. But. Yeah, well, that's the thing is like now. It was kids internet comedy. It was young. Yeah. <laughs> but now kids have access to all of that stuff. Right. So they're exposed to so much more. So it's just like, I don't want to sound like a teacher or a mom right now, but like this really irks me. You know? But you like, are a teacher. I <laughs> know, but. And a seemingly natural born mom. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I hope it works out for you. Thanks. Me too. But <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying because even like in kindergarten, they're giving kids tablets now and phones yeah like why should your six-year-old have a phone yeah my nephews had a not working phone since he was like eight but now it works and we wish it didn't because it's just it's a lot of use for no reason and maybe that's what we were doing too at that time but it's it's a lot more in your face and we didn't have touchscreen phones or like smartphones in middle school like my first phone like i begged my dad for a phone and i think my first cell phone was probably in like seventh grade Mm -hmm. it was a flip phone and i had like limited texting yeah exactly you had to pay like 99 cents uh after that too now kids in like fifth grade have iphones (laughs) i'm like this is just not yeah that's my nephew right now it's ridiculous but i mean if they were available at that time, uh, even okay, they kind of were, and a lot of people, a lot of us didn't get them. But there were right. also other kids in our school who were Ooh. who did have iPhones like as soon mm-hmm. as they came out. That's so true. And I mean, they seem to turn out fine. Yeah. I mean, a couple of teen moms, but who's to say that's not better for them? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe that was their plan. Um, <laughs> you plan on having kids? I mean, yeah. I don't know, I don't know when that's planning that. on when I'm planning on doing that, but it is a little scary how many people from our group yeah. are like married children. Yeah, I'm I'm halfway know? there. I got the kid. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah, you know, you'll say that he's cute. But <laughs> yeah, thank you. He looks just like me, so I I'll know. take the compliment. <laughs> um, but are you? Did I don't. Oh, all right take your time (laughs) is your boyfriend your boyfriend or your fiance my boyfriend okay i don't know why a lot of people are getting engaged so i didn't want and now i feel like an idiot because i asked that i'm just going through my own thing right now but you continue how how long have you guys been together uh we've been dating for like a little over three years nice i mean we were very casual at first so it's hard to be like this is how long we were together right um but yeah it's been a while Nice. Did Feels you good. meet him in school? Cause yeah. I was gonna say three years. What did you graduate from Hope? I did. I okay. did. Degree? Uh, yes. Degree? Oh what? yes, I got one. <laughs> I got one. Yeah. What is it? Oh, it's in our education. <laughs> so I assumed because yeah. that's your job. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I did meet him there. Mm. Um, I mean, Hope is an interesting place. Again, we don't have to get into all of that. But right. Yeah. You know, sororities, frats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how we met each other. Of I was course. in a sorority. He was in a frat. Yeah. You know, lots of partying. And disgusting. Yeah. It's gross. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that can. That's your opinion. That's fine. I mean, that's. <laughs> I think that's the general opinion of sorority and or. Sorry. 
Greek white. Yeah. Um, not to say I have anything against the Greeks. They're pretty cool, decent from the ones I know. But yeah, I'm yeah. S- I'm jokingly shitting on Greek life. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I you seem to be fairly offended. <laughs> oh no, I'm really not offended. The thing about it is, is like when I went to Hope mm-hmm. when I first got there, like I was like, ew, no, never yeah. doing that. Hate it. Hate everything about it. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is I came in as a sophomore, and. You know, I only had a few friends. Right. And the friends that I did have were doing it. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, if I try it and I don't want to do it, like, I can just be like, fuck this, I'm not doing exactly. it. Exactly. And it's a way to meet other friends. And I right. would especially um, assume that it would be hard as a sophomore, not a freshman coming mm-hmm. in because you didn't have, like, a class that you came in with. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely weird because, I don't know, I was, like, older than all the freshmen, but I was... Mm-hmm confused for a freshman a lot because i was new <laughs> and i i remember before like the beginning of greek life like calling my mom and being like i really don't want to do this but i really want to have a social life <laughs> so i'm gonna do it right and i don't regret it i do think it gets a bad rap i'm not really like a sorority girl type You're right and i was able to be that way in my sorority that i was in like they didn't really give a shit if i participated or right. not like it was just kind of like <laughs> i like to have fun and that was the point mm-hmm. so <laughs> And that was the point. And yeah. I like to party, and this is an outlet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, all right. I'm yeah. doing it. Hope's not really known for their college parties. I did attend a few when I was, a, like, a junior or senior yeah. in high school. but I think it's, like, very – it's hard because it's, like – Very exclusive. Yeah, like, you know everyone. Right. You know, like, I'd go to any party and be like, I know at least 60% of the people Right, here. and so if you saw someone you didn't know, you'd be, like, kind of weary <laughs> or – Kinda. I mean, usually, like, if there's an outsider, you get introduced to them. Oh, or they're so like, oh, they're, that's so-and-so's. But they're described as an outsider. Got kind it. of, yeah. <laughs> like, who is that person? Oh, it's so-and-so's girlfriend's brother or something like right. that. I don't know. <laughs> like, I would bring my brother to parties and stuff. Mm. Like, it wasn't it wasn't too exclusive. But. Not, not too exclusive. Um, bum, 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 bum. So, let's talk about your Eastern, Eastern Kill Distillery. Exhibit? Yeah, it's like kind of like a mini show. Mini show? Yeah. yeah. Uh, posting posting pieces for purchase. Yeah. I like alliterations. Um, that was a Mr. Barber uh, <laughs> <laughs> inspiration. Oh, gosh. It's an alliteration. Can we see? Um, yes. Beautiful. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about these pieces or just the showing in general? Yeah, I'll just give you like a little synopsis. Mm-hmm. I mean, I originally started painting this design because a friend from my old school sent me this photo and she was like, I really want to buy this, but it's too expensive. Like, mm. it was just a print. She was right. like, Would you be willing to paint me something similar? And I was like, Yeah, of course. And so I painted her something and she loved it. <laughs> um, and I was like, Wow, I really enjoy this. I'm going to make more. Mm-hmm. And once I started making them, um, I was showing them to my friend and colleague from my old school. She's actually the middle school art teacher at my old district. Oh, okay. And uh, she was like, these are really sweet. Like, you should hang them up. I was like, yeah, but, like, how do I do that? Like, I don't know right. how to do that. And uh, she was like, well, actually, like, I hang the art in Linear, Eastern Kill, and Tara in Grand Rapids. Nice. So she has lots of connections, and she was like, if you can get a good series together, I'll mm-hmm. hang them up for you. So... So this in- that inspired the series uh, a favor for a friend or yeah yeah like it was just something I really enjoyed painting mm-hmm. and I hadn't really created in a while right um, especially not like for myself mm-hmm. um, so I really liked it and I just kept going with it and I, I mean I don't have a lot of paintings mm-hmm. up there but right. that took me like all of quarantine yeah to I was gonna finish. say so it was a it was a COVID project as yeah. well. Yeah, it was. I mean, COVID was a rough time for me, mm-hmm. for real. Like, once I got laid off from my job, it was just like, what am I going to do yeah, now? Yeah, I was going to say, a, a bit of a spiral, I'm sure. Yeah, and I mean, at first, you're like, oh, I get two weeks off of work, sweet. <laughs> and then they tell you you're not coming back, and you're like, well, what am I supposed what do you, to do? Do something for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Help me. I want to be busy, please. Right. So, um, yeah, I just kind of use my days to mm-hmm. do laundry and paint <laughs> so how long into uh quarantine did you start the series or start working on uh it was probably around this time mm, last year Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I mean, it kept you busy then. I'm sure a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of sanity to mm-hmm. keep keep you going through up until two months ago. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I also, um, I also when we originally closed the school, I still had to create like materials to submit for the kids to do. Mm-hmm. So I was still doing that, but it was like it would be like one or two hours that I have to work right. during the week. So it was like nothing. Yeah, so this not definitely sustain. Right. So this definitely kept me occupied and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> spurred from there. I'm actually still working on some that are similar to these. Mm-hmm. I have one really big one that I'm hoping to put in Eastern kill, but it's just been taking me a while. <laughs> How Takes long is your, uh, are these going to be up? Um, she didn't give me like a specific time frame. She did say like two or three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't even remember when I put them up. It was like it was mid February, I think. Yeah. So my guess is end of April she'll take them down. Mm-hmm. But it kind of depends on what she's got right. next. So check them out while you can at Eastern Kill Distillery. Where yeah. is Eastern Kill? It's near downtown, but it's kind of off the beaten path. Like if you know where uh, like Beltmap Park is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of by there. It's uh in like garage bar. Okay. It's on Ottawa. It doesn't look like it's a place you can go like have a drink. Right. Kind of looks like a little, just like a little square building. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's super cute in there. They've nice. got really good drinks. Like, they're expensive, you know, but mm-hmm. you can pay for a good cocktail. Like I'm right. someone who only needs one, and then I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> you know. Okay. Great drink. Uh, but please purchase more than one. If you yeah, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, like, alcohol-wise, <laughs> I'm a lightweight, so. Yeah. Um, but speaking of pricing, this is a conversation we had a little bit of, but I wanted to stop you so we could have it here. Yeah. Because I know it's it's hard for a lot of artists to, I guess, put a price to themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to uh, back to selling yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, how do you put a price on your passion? It's It's tough. Like, I've been... I've been told to, or I've been asked to, like, quote myself for, um, what's it called? For, like, sponsorships or whatever. Yeah. Or, like, even, like, doing paid comedy shows, like, what's your rate or whatever. Right. Like, I, especially not doing many paid comedy shows, I don't know how to, what my self-worth is. Right. uh, To monetary value. Um, And I know it's a common problem, I guess especially for new artists Mm -hmm. Uh, but how do you go about justifying your art prices well it's hard because especially if you're making them with intentions of selling them Mm -hmm. i mean you obviously want to make a profit on it that's why you're doing it but you also don't want to put a price that's too high where people for one won't buy it Mm -hmm. or they're like i'm your friend why would you charge me this much money right but i think the thing that I like I had Marie my friend who hung the paintings for me she Mm. helped me because she's been painting a lot longer than me she has more experience like selling art right so she gave me kind of like a range like okay what are you comfortable charging but yeah it is really hard because Mm -hmm. I mean I spend hours of my time in materials to create these things like it's not like it's easy and I think people assume that it is yeah because Knowing knowing you for as long as I have, you have always been, like, artistic and drawing. And, mm-hmm. like, you would have things in art shows in, like, uh, middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. But you – so it seems like it would come easy to you. Right. Uh, like, another shout-out to a random person from fifth grade, um, Richard Newth, who I actually oh, used to have amazing. drinks with just before COVID. But, yes, Richard Newth was an amazing artist He was. As well. He was. Uh, I'm sure still is. I think he might be, like, an engineer or something. That like wouldn't he's, surprise yeah, me. Yeah, sounds right. super smart. But, like, and it always seemed to have come natural and easy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can understand why people would be like, but it it is easy. I mean, mm-hmm. not for me, but for you. But, like, right. obviously, then you have to, you have to admire this talent, and, like, there is a value to mm-hmm. it. Um, do you do many commission pieces or um, was it just the kind of one for the friend? I mean, I will do it. It's just, it's tough because as an artist, like you have a specific thing that you mm-hmm. like doing and that you feel like you're good at doing. Right. And that's what you're most comfortable 
you know, deciding to create. Like, my mom will be like, oh, we took this beautiful sunset picture on the beach this summer. Will you paint it? And, like, I'm like, okay, I will. But, but I hate sunsets. Well, it's not that. <laughs> it's more just, like, I'm going to be stressed about it because it's not my style. Right. And I am going to feel like I need it to be really good. Mm-hmm. You know, so... I have done things for people before, and I like making things for people. It's like a motivation right. to produce something. Yeah, and to pr- I, do you think, like you said, you're gonna feel a lot of pressure from it because mm-hmm. it's not. Sometimes it's not your style, but also it's not for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because even these paintings that I are for sale right now, I mean, some of them I'm pretty attached to right like and they're hard for me to sell because i'm like wow i'm really proud of that exactly and you spend a lot of time with it too mm-hmm. and so much yeah i would imagine that they do build a lot of sentimental value yeah just in the process yeah. and it, it does take a lot of mental energy and like emotional energy mm-hmm. to create stuff i feel like people don't really get that either like uh, it's just hard because when you are creating things people expect you to have like this you know, like, okay, you're going to have one done in a month, two done in two months, three right. done in three months. Like, it's not necessarily like that. Yeah, like it's one, not a set formula. No, like one day creativity. I'll be really feeling it and paint for the whole day. Mm-hmm. And another day I'll sit down and stare at it for an hour and be like, ugh, I really don't even want to do this right now. Right. So you have to be in the right mindset and, like, headspace to be mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do this today. <laughs> so it's been, it's been tough because I love it, but it's also a lot. Right. Have you found anything that kind of sparks your creativity or that gets you into how do you conjure like a flow state or like a inspirational um, if it can be conjured? You know, it's, yeah. it, it feels like a spirit does take yeah. over when you are in like a creative headspace of like that flow state where everything seems to be just coming together. Yeah. Um, but do you have a way of, like I said, kind of conjuring that state? Yeah, I do. Um I mean, I haven't so much lately had, like, this overcoming feeling of motivation. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing in the past that has really helped me is honestly, like, going to museums. Mm -hmm. Um, Places like the DIA. Like, I really like the DIA because it's huge. You could spend the whole day there if you wanted to. We went there for a couple hours. How long ago was that? A few months ago? The DIA. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, cool. Anyways, yeah, we visited the DIA yeah. uh, a bit ago, which we were timid because of COVID. Didn't know if mm-hmm. it would be open, but yeah, I mean, it, it is good. a little weirder now. Yeah, because I mean, I haven't really seen a lot of art either in the last year, but it's just fun to look at all of it because it's like everything from like the 1600s and earlier, really, right. to now, and you just get to see all these different things. But honestly, right now, I think it's Instagram. Like, yeah. I just, I have this one artist, um, if you want to follow her, her uh, handle mm-hmm. is, like, at sorry not sorry art. Um, okay. Seems easy to remember. I'll yeah. try to put it in post. That's okay. I should have <laughs> sent it to you, but um, she's a painter, and I just really love her colors and mm-hmm. everything, and she does these, like, time-lapse videos, and I'm like, ooh, that is inspiring me right. to do these co- this color combination, or, I don't know, I just feel like it's a really quick and easy way to access other people's right. creations do you feel a lot of need to put like content out um like it's one thing to create mm-hmm. um but do you feel a need to showcase that um whether it is like a time lapse of like the process <laughs> follow sorry not sorry art on yeah. instagram um Love it. <laughs> but like that do you feel the need to put um content out like these time lapse videos or even just posting your paintings. Yeah, I mean, especially if I want to sell my work, it's like one of those things where really you can only sell it if people know who you are and Mm -hmm. they care about your art. Like I've sold a few of these paintings, but mostly to like family or friends. Mm -hmm. So it's not like someone random is going to look at that and be like, oh, this is worth it to me. Right. You have to establish a relationship that, uh, like with the viewer uh, or the consumer yeah. of the art that yeah like a following yeah like, and that adds value to it yeah course. exactly and that's the thing too like if you're going to be selling your work like you can go on society six and buy a print of something right. and like a million other people could have that mm-hmm. like this that i'm making not saying anything bad about society six right. i love it it's but, really cool yeah and but 
those uh, images or that those art pieces are mass produced for a reason mm -hmm. too because they appeal to the masses. Yeah. But to have um, a custom made piece or like a commissioned piece or like like a hand painted exactly piece. Uh, yeah. because you appreciate that artist and you there is value to having a one of a kind as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think people, my issue with it is I think people have kind of lost that desire to mm -hmm. have something that's handcrafted and that is one of a kind. Right. Like people don't s understand the value it's not of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. That's one thing for me that's really hard as someone who mm -hmm. wants to get my art out there, but you kind of have to make a lot of, changes and choices to do that and i don't right. necessarily agree with all of it like i don't want to have to promote my instagram by paying 20 bucks to get right you know like yeah. i don't want to do that i don't want i would feel bad showing up on other people's instagram pages mm -hmm. like as a promoted like an ad yeah as a promoted thing and i'm like there you have no reason to see me I yeah don't, which also like that's the price you pay is of like being perceived as gaudy or mm -hmm. um, stuck up or big headed, like by like you should see me, like you should see this. Um, but I mean, that's the price you have to pay to get your name out there and maybe gain a following. Mm -hmm. um, do you? What are your feelings on art prize? Um, like in Grand Rapids? Yes. Um, I like it. I feel like the first year, like the first, because I think we were. We would have been in maybe middle school or something Probably. when the first year of the our very first one. Yeah. I think it was better the first couple of years just because a lot of those pieces take years to make. Right. And so, like, people had these pieces that they were like, yes, I'm ready to display this. Mm -hmm. um, but then if you're doing it every year, like, the amount of good quality. Yeah, it's destined to go down because people are just trying to produce for the next year exactly so it's like more it's a different goal right it's a different goal did they change it to every other year i think they did i think they did change okay. it and, and then covid stuff mm -hmm. so it, i don't know when it's coming back yeah if i don't know i'm not hating on art prize i think it's really cool mm -hmm. and it gets a lot of people to gr mm -hmm. which i mean people like gr anyways right. but yeah. do you see it as an inspirational uh event yeah yeah for sure i mean anytime i can go see other people's work right it's it's huge because it's it's like showing me like oh somebody else did that like yeah. i can i can do that i could I do can. that and and or better yeah, yeah or like some other variation of that mm -hmm. um it's actually interesting i was listening to the pod when you had uh anthony eves mm -hmm. on and Love him, by the way. Yes. Um, but he was talking about how, like, art is, like, all copying and how that's kind of okay. Mm -hmm. You know, like, because art is basically a recreation of, you know, what you see or, right. you know, what inspires you or whatever. And that's the thing that's hard about it, too, is, you know, you look at something, you're like, oh, I could do that, but I could do it better. Or, yeah. or you're like, oh, I really like that part of that painting. I kind of want to do that in Wanna my painting. expand on that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you're not copying, but I, it's, yeah, it's copying to a point um, right. of giving your own style to it. or Yeah. And it's a lot of, it's the same in music, I think, as well as, because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, a lot of music, like, chords and progressions are the same. Right. And borrowed or inspired by other songs uh, and with added their own flavors. Same thing with jokes yeah. and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a similar premise, but I took my own, um, like, my own experience and kind of, you morphed it into your own thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I mean, that's I think that's true inspiration is if it you um, your eyes deceive me. Um, <laughs> I thought whenever someone looks at the screen, I'm always like, oh, did Jake put something up there? I'm just distracted by it. <laughs> but um, I think, yeah, that's the the mark of a true artist or a great artist is that it inspires people to do their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I do, I am someone who I, you know, I use reference photos. Like, mm -hmm. I look stuff up on Google, you know, right. I do that. And it's not, it's not copying, even right. though people will claim. <laughs> now you sound like you're defending it. Hey, I, well, and, I am. I said, like, copying goes okay, which I don't agree with. <laughs> I do think that you can copy certain elements and, like, use certain things. Right. The word copy is just, it's a... Uh, 
It's a harsh term. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and it's like a, it's defining How something that's this? not really you defined. You can draw from. Yeah, you can draw from. Yeah. yeah that's better. That's better. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'm a linguist. Um, <laughs> do you think, do you have a goal with your art? Do you think that, this is an interesting question that I heard recently. Do you think art should have a goal? I think it depends. Mm-hmm. Because I think for some people, it's more of just an emotional outlet. Like, it's something they do for themselves, and they have no intentions of, you know... Posting or promoting. Yeah, like, they just do it to do it. Like, my mom is a very crafty person. She likes to do it. It gives her some sort of, you know, sense of accomplishment. Not to say anything about your mom, but crafty does seem like a step down from artistic. Now, art... (laughs) Well, this, that's what she says. Okay. She says that she's not artistic, but she's crafty. Oh. Which I I agree with. I mean, she... <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to say. Either. It's hard to say. Like, she would never go out and be like, oh, I'm going to paint something abstract. Like, she would mm-hmm. rather copy something directly or, like, right. follow the directions. She goes, you know? I like that picture. I'll do that. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like my dad is more creative. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but... How so? How How is your father creative? Well, my dad is an engineer, ah. so I think he has more of a mind. Like, I think I kind of have this, too. That thinks abstractly mm-hmm. and out out of the box. Right, like a problem solver, kind of. Mm-hmm. Where my mom is, our, is like, oh, this is cute. Why would I change it? Yeah. You know? My yeah. dad's like, oh, we can rearrange everything and make it cooler. Nice. So I didn't... I've known you my whole life, like since kindergarten. Yeah. I did not realize that you came from a family of academics. But you're this. Okay. An artist. Yeah. Do you think your parents frown? <laughs> well, it's it's hard to say because, <laughs> I mean, my family has interesting things, like mm-hmm. everyone's family. Um, I mean, I always really loved that my mom was a teacher. Like it, there's something comforting about it. Like I just, Mm. I loved my teachers. I I was somebody who liked school. Yeah. So it gave you more of an appreciation for education. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And my dad was more like, how are you going to make money? Yeah. More practical. Yeah. Which I don't blame him at all for doing that because, Mm. you know, now I kind of understand why he was telling me that. Yeah. And you, you've seemed like a very practical person um, just in your decision-making as a whole, I think. So do you do you think you would take more after your mom? Or, well, I mean, not to say that your mom isn't practical. Cause, I know what you're saying, though. I know yeah, what you're saying. Do you saying. think you'd take more after the uh, the engineer or the, the uh, children-loving, uh, caring nature? <laughs> okay, well, I'll dive into that a little bit because... <laughs> I think my mom kind of is like a work from the heart kind of person. Mm -hmm. Like how you feel makes decisions for you where my dad is more like logical. Like, okay, what is going to make me the most secure? Like how am I going to keep my kids safe? Like Mm -hmm. all of these things. And it's not that my mom doesn't think about that, but it's that she is more of an emotional thinker. Right. As women are. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah, I mean, you gotta have someone who uses their. That was emotions. a joke. That was a joke of a sexist take, but uh, oh, well, you agreed I, with I it, think... so it stays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you now, make me sound now so it's horrible. Fact. No, I, hey. It's... I do think women are statistically like more emotional, and mm. I am fine with that. I'm an emotional person. I accept it. I also am not like a super feminist person, mm-hmm. but that's a whole nother thing. Good, Nobody judge it, me if you're it listening. It didn't sound like a super feministic take. So. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's not. It's not. But um, I definitely, I definitely think with my heart a lot more, mm-hmm. and I make decisions based on how I feel. I mean, going into art education is not something that's going to secure right. you for life. It's not, like, it's not a practical engineering yeah. decision. No, right. and it's not something. I mean, you don't think about this when you're going to school, but it's definitely not a salary I could live on my own for my whole life with. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I couldn't support my own children with right. that. That's why you, you have know? a long-term relationship. Well, yeah, but that's not that's <laughs> also not the goal. I'm just saying you don't choose it for the money. Right. You choose it because you love it. Of course. And I do love it. So I don't have any regrets at all about mm-hmm. my decision. Are you talking about now the relationship or the career? The career. <laughs> 
But also my relationship is great. <laughs> and you don't do that for the money either. I got gotcha. you. No. no, we're drawing similarities. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I definitely, I do have times where I, you know, have that logical side of me that's like, oh, shoot, I probably should have done this or I should have right. thought about this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um. You'd probably ask my parents and they'd say other things than I'm yeah. saying right now. <laughs> I think all of our parents have a different perspective yeah. than our uh, than our own. But, but No, you go. <laughs> um Jake, what what are we at? Forty five. Lady Titty. So did you I guess we didn't really come down to do you believe you have a, it depends on what you're doing, I guess. Uh if your art has a goal. Oh yeah. Um does your art have a goal? Do you have a goal for your I I have passion? goals. Yeah. I mean, as an art teacher, I mean, I just want to I want to have a job where I feel like I'm actually doing what I'm like just doing what the kids need me to do. Right. Like I want to be giving what I can give, but I also want to have a balanced life where I have time for my own family and mm-hmm. time to create too. So as a teacher, it's really hard to do those things because you're really busy. But I think for my art as a whole, I would love to at some point have like an established studio in mm-hmm. my home. You know, right. have a place where I feel comfortable, have all my supplies. And whenever I feel like I can or I want to, right. I can create. And whether that be for me exactly. or for to sell or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, one of my goals right now is to expand my horizons a little bit i um applied for a studio membership at a pottery um a pottery studio so i'm really hoping i can get back into that Mm -hmm. um i feel like it's a really interesting outlet and i feel like it's something that i've been craving for a while Mm -hmm. it's more Um, of a physical outlet yeah do you so i would assume that paint is your favorite medium or your main medium like you said, it's the most convenient for you right mm-hmm. now. It's my main. I would mm-hmm. say that I'm the best at it. That's probably my strongest mm-hmm. um, artistic um, medium. Medium. But yes, <laughs> what what else do you, I guess, like to work with or prefer to work with besides? Uh, I'm preferred is paint. Yeah. But go on. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know what you're asking. Um, in college. When I took ceramics, that was, like, I wanted mm. to keep doing that. Like, right. I was like, this is really cool. I love it. It's like a surprise every time. <laughs> I just, I don't know, I, I feel like it's really hard to master, and mm-hmm. so it's something that I want to learn more about. Right. Whereas painting, I feel like I know a lot about it already. Um, not to say that I'm, like, oh, an expert. <laughs> I've already mastered this. I'm ready to move on. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not that. It's just, like, I want to be successful in doing that. Um, so that's something I definitely want to try. Mm-hmm. One thing that I'm really bad at, though, is like digital art. Right. And that's so up and coming right now. Yeah. Almost to the point where I'm like annoyed that I don't know how to yeah. do it, but I like refuse to <laughs> learn it. I'm not going to. That you sound old. We just. I know. <laughs> I know. We just had um, Alex Yeomans on uh, who has been doing some really cool like 3D graphic mm-hmm. art. Um yeah, and it yeah, it seems very complicated. And a lot of it seems mathematical and I was decent at math, but I don't want to get into that. It's a whole nother realm, yeah. really. And I mean, I'm not trying to say that anyone can do it, but it's something that you have to be willing to learn. Yeah, and like, invest your time in. Right. Yeah. Like painting, you can really teach yourself how to do it. You say that. But okay, I guess it's probably just cuz I'm com- more yeah, comfortable exact- with it. It's it's the whole skill thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you think it's so easy, why don't you do it? Type yeah, of, you know, that's and so I'm true. like, yeah, that's I would so if I could. <laughs> yeah, but the, I do think that there are some people that are more naturally inclined to be skilled right. with digital or computer programs. Yeah, definitely. And those people will; those are the ones who are willing to uh, devote the time to learn new things. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to same thing with uh, people who are artistically inclined or like. Um, with creative writing or things like that, mm-hmm. those are people who want to learn more about that thing, right? Um, or more about paintings and techniques and eras and things like that, right? Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. Like 
especially as an artist too you'll have those people like i remember in my sorority like anytime we needed like a banner or something they'd be like oh mary will do it right just assuming you can't just think that because i can that i want to this is an arts and crafts project you guys could do this yeah right yeah my mom could do this actually (laughs) (laughs) she's crafty yeah i don't know it it is a lot of pressure in a way to Mm. like to be i mean one of my friends from college his brother um him and his friends like create their own board games like they have these ideas for board games and it's really interesting he's a really smart Mm -hmm. guy um and he asked me if i would make some designs for this game or whatever and first of all like i love board games but i'm not really like nerdy in the way where i'm like oh i know what my like warlock is gonna look like you know what i mean like okay so it's one of those types of board games all right go on (laughs) yeah yeah exactly like world of warcraft kind of stuff yeah um which is cool dungeons and dragons which also yeah it's cool i'm just i yeah we're not members of those i'm not versed in that right that style you know and he asked me if i would create like some digital because i had talked about how i was like oh i wish i was I'm better trying to trying my hand at digital art yeah mm-hmm. and then i tried it out and i was like i just i would send him stuff and just be like i should just tell him i don't want to do it because i don't really want to do it <laughs> and this isn't fun for me i'm not enjoying it right and yeah. i wanted to but you just kind of have to sometimes say no to people right you know like sorry this isn't my thing mm-hmm. i can try to find you someone else who will do it but right i'm out you know but yeah i understand the um I was going to draw a similarity to comedy, but at, mm-hmm. at that point, I got nothing. Um, except for, I guess, ask, being asked to do something like a clean show, mm-hmm. which, like, a lot of my material isn't, like, super uh, vulgar, but it, I mean, I do swear. And, but it is your style. That's a thing. Right. It's just the way I talk, which is another conversation I had with my grandmother, <laughs> who says she can't listen to my podcast because I swear too much. Do you have to swear? I don't, we don't have to. That's just some. I just do. Yeah, exactly. That's just how I talk sometimes. And I'm sorry. And I never asked you to listen to the podcast for that reason. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. I would advise you not listen to it. (laughs) Exactly. That was my exact phrase. Um, But like people in comedy, um, if anyone knows you're a comedian, they'll always say, well, yeah, why don't you tell us a joke or whatever? Yeah, that's stupid crap. Exactly. And, uh, like, even trying to do, like, a clean show or something like that, I can try, or I can even just, like, try to work my own material in my head. Like, how can I Make do this? this? Yeah. But then when I go to do that clean show, I'm accidentally going to say shit. Or I'm accidentally going to bring up um, a joke about my son uh, doing things. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, now it sounds worse than it actually is. But we're not going to dive. We'll just, we'll just. Yeah, it's content. Be, be, nope. No, we'll continue, push through. But um, it is annoying being asked to do things just because you have you have a passion. Yeah. Uh, people think that they can maybe not abuse it, but. But uh, use it to take their ad- advantage. Exactly, take yeah. advantage of it. Yeah, and, and, and in some ways you can respect it. Like, okay, they notice that I'm talented and right. they want to, you know, they want to use that talent. Right. They see is, the. They see the value. Yeah, right. yeah. But it can sometimes be like one of those things where you're like, oh, this is what I didn't want. Yeah. You know? This is why I don't divulge this information. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I do want to say, too, I think it's great that you're doing comedy. Like, I think you, you are someone like I would never have thought of that because that's just not something that I think in my mind. Like, oh, people decide to do that. Even right. Though they do. <laughs> but yeah. Well, growing up, it doesn't seem like an achievable thing either. Yeah. Um. But like we we do grow up with art teachers, so yeah. that that's something yeah. <laughs> that's something easy to be inspired by. Yeah. But with people always t- like telling you you're funny or things like that, and you just wanting to be funny, mm-hmm. you'll you'll find a way. <laughs> well, that's the thing I was gonna say is like I think both of us have found like our niche or mm-hmm. whatever. And I, like I prefer niche, but yeah, continue. Okay, well, I I didn't know. I just guessed. I don't know what people usually say. <laughs> I don't know what it's French or something. I don't know. I don't know. know. Yeah, <laughs> but I just think it's really cool that you know, no matter the timeline or whatever, like I feel like I am in the place that I'm supposed to be, like, right. Passion wise, and I think you also are yeah. in a good place. Like, I, and I it feels that way too. Um, like when I started the. Not so much the podcast, 
well, uh, yeah, when I started doing this podcast, but also mostly when I started doing stand-up, it did give me the feeling of, like, oh, okay. Like, this is supposed to happen. Right. Like, there's been a lot of times where I felt out of place or, like, what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. But stand-up has never been one of those things where I've just been, like, uh, I don't know if I want to do this or I don't know if this is a path. Like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And to, the real, I guess, confirmation was the... Um, the approval or the affirmation that I got from my peers in the comedy group, mm-hmm. like being told you're funny or whatever, like growing up is all right. But until you like put it to use or like, yeah, have established people tell you, wow, that was really funny. right. Get paid to be that funny person or just be getting paid to be passionate yeah. about something is yeah. awesome. And now like things have come up in my life where it's been hard to do comedy um but it's also been like amazingly therapeutic mm-hmm. to do yeah. it and that's why I realized why I am so passionate about it right is because it has the power to lift people up even not just the ones who are laughing at the jokes but the ones who have to make the jokes yeah um yeah I definitely yeah. think that's how it is for me too especially with teaching mm-hmm. like I was really nervous going into education because I mean, it's actually a lot, right? you know, and you have this influence on these young lives and all exactly. these things. And I wouldn't necessarily before this have considered myself a kid's person. Mm. Like, I still don't want to, like, on my Saturday go hang out with five-year-olds. Like, I'm not right. interested in that. I'm really In not. my free time, I don't choose to spend it with well, young children. Well, I'm just saying, like, yeah. some people love kids. I and don't. I, I got one. I, I love him, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, I love kids to an extent, but I, like, I was never really, like, a babysitter or Mm -hmm. whatever, because I didn't really enjoy that, but this, I enjoy. Right. And, like, I have really great relationships with my students, and, like, I enjoy being around them. Right. And it's just been kind of, like, an epiphany for me. Right. Like, as soon as I started in the classroom, I was like, whoa, like, this is, like, it makes me emotional sometimes at, like, how much I actually love it. Right. It's It's crazy. And you have... Like every day, I'm sure, at at some point, there's a sense of fulfillment there. Yeah. Where yeah. like you're like, oh, I'm actually doing something. I'm working towards something, or I'm inspiring these kids to work towards something. Mm-hmm. And I think wherever you're feeling like fulfilled, um, or like that sense of purpose, yeah. you know, I think that's where you know that that's where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's that's where I'm at right now when it's really hard because I mean I got my dream job when I graduated like I got that job and was like oh my gosh this is it this is it Mm. and then for COVID just to be like oh sorry we're gonna lay you off it's like really dude like I wasn't even sure I was gonna make it this far and I did and I love it and now you're gonna tell me I can't do it so it's just one of those things like right now I really love the school I'm at I probably said that already but (laughs) I mean, we'll make sure you don't lose your job. Yeah. I mean, I I just need to find a job where I won't be eliminated by a pandemic. Right. And then I'll be fine. Well, yeah, I think I just need to find a pandemic proof job. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we're all looking for in this economy. Yeah. Well, Mary, it's been so awesome seeing you again and having you you on. Thank you for coming. Um, Once again, check out Mary's. artistic endeavors at creative underground underscore on instagram boom right there if you're listening oh never mind hey jake you forgot an n at the end but that's all right it's okay you can (laughs) find me it's 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 okay normal people know how to spell underground it's uh (laughs) creative underground underscore yeah and then um you can also find her uh display her series at eastern kill distillery um in Grand Rapids, I forgot how to describe right. it. It's near like things like the Garage Bar. Yeah, on Ottawa Avenue. Ah, there yeah. we go, on Ottawa. And yeah, once again, check, check out. out her at Creative Underground underscore. And hey, if you're listening, follow the podcast on Instagram at Where Is This Going Pod, and on Twitter at Where Is This Copo. You can also follow me, this guy, <laughs> at the underscore Hunter Miles on Instagram and Twitter. And you know what? Thank you. Bye.